Dr. Maisha Claiborne, I am so pleased to uh, find out that you're coming up on your one-year anniversary. That's, that's crazy. I love your podcast. This is John Jerica of the Physician Non-Clinical Careers Podcast, so I have a, a place in my heart for other podcasters, but I can't believe it's been a year. I had a great time as a guest uh, on your uh, podcast previously this year. You're a fantastic friend, colleague, and you were a business coach for me for a while, and I really appreciate everything that you do. I'm looking forward to many more episodes and more wisdom coming from Maisha. So with that, I will say thank you, keep up the good work, and I hope next year is just as productive and interesting as this past year has been. Happy Monday, happy Monday. By now you know that we are celebrating our one-year anniversary of Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box. This is Dr. Maisha, and I'm doing the top 11 most listened to, most inspirational, and favorite podcast of the year. And today, we I am excited to re-feature one of my favorite guests, Dr. John Drica. And one of the things I love about our podcast together, and especially this one, which really is one of the most listened to, is how relevant our talks are about getting into non-clinical medicine. So many docs out there are seeing that there are more ways to be in medicine than just the clinical route. And Dr. John Jerica has this topic on lock. So enjoy this re-feature as we talk about non-clinical careers and looking forward to continue to celebrate the week with you. Thank you, Dr. John Jerica, for being a part of this podcast. Welcome back, Tribe. You are listening to Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box, where we invite doctors, dentists, and medical entrepreneurs who are breaking the mold, stepping outside the box as entrepreneurs, and practicing on their terms to share their journey, wisdom, and their inspiration with the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne. My calling is to help doctors find freedom, fulfillment, and full self-expression. I have helped dozens of medical professionals transform their mindset, leverage their skill set, and build profitable businesses and careers they love. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an opportunity for inspiration, motivation, and empowerment with me and our amazing guests. Now, let's take it to the next level, y'all. Here we go. All right, y'all, here we are, Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box, and I am so excited to have one of my favorite guests on, Dr. John Jerica, who is the um, founder of the non-clinical, uh, non-clinical careers, I always get this, non-clinical career, physician careers Facebook group, non-clinical career academy, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, and the... Um, owner and founder of the Non-Clinical Physician Careers Podcast. Did I put too many words in there? I always like get them mixed up, John. <laughs> well, that's because they're probably a little too long, you know, they're not that easy to remember. I should probably abbreviate those. Well, I'm happy to be here again. No, I'll, 
I could clarify some of those later. <laughs> yes. Yes, because I will have all of your links in the show notes today. But one of the things I thought, you know, it's really cool to have you back on. You know, you know I really love our conversations. And, um, you know, today we're talking about memberships and the power of membership and the power of recurring revenue. Um, and, and, you know, like when I first started coaching, I um, was doing one-on-one. And I know that you have had on your website, you've also had like courses. So talk right. to me about, you know, your experience with um, going through the process of converting over to membership. All right. You know, I was thinking as you were introducing me here about what I could talk about in terms of the membership. But, you know, as I'm thinking about it, I've done a lot of sort of pseudo membership or dabbled in membership or thought about memberships. In, a different, in lots of different ways. Like for example, so I have my podcast, mm-hmm. my podcast going on for the last two years. Mm-hmm. There are some people that produce a podcast as a membership. Mm. In other words, they just, boom, they just cut it off. Yeah. You can't just show up anytime you want. You actually have to pay. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you do that from my research? Because I decided not to go that route, but mm-hmm. you know, you, you lose some you know, audience, mm-hmm. but your audience becomes much more engaged because they're very, very interested and they're willing to pay some money. It's right. usually not a lot. So um, that's what, so I was thinking about that. And then I actually dabbled in Patreon for a while. Ah. Now, Patreon is sort of, it's a membership thing where people pay. It was kind of originally designed for like to, to make donations to some kind of a nonprofit or mm-hmm. to support someone who maybe can't monetize. Mm-hmm. And uh, that didn't really work too well. So <laughs> I did that for a while. But yeah, so then, you know, I started putting these courses on um, online for physicians to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, look for non-clinical careers, to learn about them. Maybe you know, I actually have a full MSL course. Yeah. And the thing about courses is that they tend to be released, you know, every so often mm-hmm. you get these big need for like doing a ton of marketing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you're, if you have a good course, you know, hopefully you, you get a big bump in your income right. and then it trails off and then it kind of like disappears in some way. So you have these big ups and downs, whereas mm-hmm. a membership site, the thing that intrigued me about that is that it tends to be more consistent. Yes. So you still do a launch, you still, you know, put the, the product out there, but then over time you keep adding to it and you yes. keep recruiting to it continuously. Now, some memberships from what I know will close membership recruiting for a while and then they'll open them, they'll close the open, which, you know, from what I've heard is not the favored way to do it, but, mm-hmm. you know, to do your launch and then just keep promoting and keep adding content and growing it and also increasing the price over time as the value becomes better. So, right. I love that. Yeah, I love that. You know, so how I first got introduced to this whole concept of converting to membership was this book, this audio book called The Automatic Customer. And I listened to that book and it like blew my mind because, you know, I always thought of, you know, memberships being for, you know, the the e-commerce sites, just strictly like, you know, you want to, you want to like stitch fix or you know, things like of that nature uh-huh. where you're, you have a commodity. And I never thought of membership being like info, like for, to service or an information product type membership. And when I, and even like consulting memberships, you know, the guy in the book talks about, um, the author in the book talks about uh, him converting from a consultant to a membership based service. 
-hmm. And I never had really thought about that. And so that was the first time for me, because I was still doing one-on-one coaching at that time. That was the first time it made sense for me to start looking at, well, how can I create this recurring revenue? And I really love what you said, because it does create this consistency. And uh, just the other day, one of my clients asked me, how do you deal with the ups and downs in revenue? And it just like speaks to your point. I think when you create like a membership, then it's once you start to build it up, um, it actually does create a consistency in the budget. Uh, so that you are not worried. You don't have so much of the ups and downs. Yeah, there's still going to be the seasonality of the business. Yeah, there's going to be slows and lows and uh, highs and lows from an, an influx standpoint. But once you're building it up, it actually does um, create some consistency and revenue. Yeah, I think, you know, we have to be careful about, you know, those of us who choose to do a membership to make sure that the nature of what we're selling or producing or teaching, you know, is consistent. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's been obviously some extremely successful course creators who do one massive launch a year. Mm-hmm. It runs, you know, like two or three months. They do all this advertising and marketing and mm-hmm. webinars and so forth. And then they usually will have some kind of actually a membership attached to it, like a Facebook group. So, Mm -hmm. but they don't charge for the Facebook group, but it kind of comes with the course. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was thinking about what I'm doing, you know, I'm putting out sort of smaller courses for a broader mix of physicians looking for non-clinical careers because Mm -hmm. it's such a broad topic. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it made more sense to me since I'm going to sort of be producing these things over time, to just have a place where I can keep it all there. And as people become more attracted to that they need something they can sign up be in there use what they want to use for as long as they need to and then decide you know whether they need to once they've you know maybe they've gotten that new career mm-hmm. and they're not looking anymore so it, it made sense to me to make the change so it's so far so good we'll see how it goes long term yeah yeah well so <laughs> I, I speaking of that I want to I want to share with you like sort of a little experience around converting from like a straight one-off service you know, package um, pricing to this sort of membership recurring pricing and, and what it does. And I think what you're doing and starting out and building the membership is very um, smart. Uh, but one of the things, and, I, and I, I saw this, one of the things that the author of that book talked about was when he converted from a consulting, which is like a package fee or like a pay for fee for service kind of fee mm-hmm. uh, model to the membership model, his, um, monthly revenue went way down. Right, right. Because of course it, it, it went from like one big lump sum to being spread out over time. And so, right. you know, it's one of those things that like when I went from doing, you know, just package pricing coaching to creating the mastermind, which has, it's a nine month program and it, it has the, the recurring payment initially I was like hurting, like, Ooh, and I knew in my mind I was making the same amount of revenue, but because it was spread out over time, it was like, Oh God, like, you know, (laughs) I need to hurry up and get some more members. But over time, as that grew, it has become very, um, very nice to have, you know, go through each month. And it actually created a bridge over my slow months which, which, you know, tend to be January, February, and has allowed me to coast a little bit while I continue to build. So I think 
what do you what what do you feel about that? Well, I think you know. Hopefully, it'll just gradually build and be consistent. But I do want to ask you a question about something in in mm -hmm. the book or in your experience because I think we haven't really talked about the downsides per se. Mm -hmm. But you know, what I'm hearing from what you're doing is you have this thing that goes on and is it involving like group coaching or yep. session? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay, so now you could do group coaching for five and you could do group coaching for 30, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but for me, that means I have to put out content now every month. And, and you know, and I have to, like, the people that have already joined, I have to, like, follow through on the promise I made. Right. And so now there's some reason that, that some people don't like the membership is like, oh, wait a second now, I got to get on this content calendar I either got to produce a course every month or put out some kind of content. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that, that's a potential downside that, yeah. um, you know, I think in the past memberships were actually probably more popular for a little while than they are now because they're going in these cycles of, Oh my gosh, I've been doing this for two years now and I'm still having a crank house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was a member of a, of a membership. Uh, they had a lot of videos. It was Michael Hyatt's and I mean, it was awesome, but mm -hmm. I could kind of see after a while that, you know, they, they were kind of, there was a stretch to like, what was the next topic and the next right. topic and the next right. course? So yeah, I think we just need to be aware of that. And I'm, I'm trying to prepare for that. Yeah. And I think that's a really, really good point. One of the ways that I can see sort of mitigating that is, you know, there's, there's creating new course content, but then John, you're always doing content. You've got a podcast. That's true. So it's like, you've been doing this podcast forever then there's a point where which you can take some of your very old podcasts, archive them, and then place them in, right? Yep. And that becomes value. And these are experts, and you yourself being an expert, like speaking on these various topics that you attach to the courses. Um, you know, in, in the realm of, um, like in the realm of other service-based memberships, maybe it's, you know, Facebook Lives that are done, that get you know downloaded and then put into the membership. Maybe it's you know a quote of the day. Maybe it's you know interviews that have been done um, on that where they're interviewed on other podcasts. This is stuff that we don't think about. That is, is continued value to be able to like lump into the membership. And even though it's kind of out there, it's still one place where people don't have to think about, oh, I'm going to have to go find that podcast. I'm going to have to go remember and save. No, it's right there inside of the membership. And I think that's the benefit of the membership is that it is a place where people can go and know that they're going to find all that they need on that subject. That's a good point. In fact, I was, I was uh, today I was downloading my old podcast episodes and mm -hmm. editing them to put into the membership site. So I'm definitely going to do that. And I was just, there was a podcast released this week of me interviewing me, which now that I think of it could make a good uh, thing for my membership. membership. But I got to go to the, <laughs> I go to the podcaster and ask her if it's okay if I yeah. take that little bit of video from, or uh, mm -hmm. audio really. So yeah, those are, those are all, I think it is easier now to, to, you know, use content and mix and match and than it was years ago where there was a lot of technical, you know, hurdles to, to, overcome so i'm gonna have to work on that yeah yes and, sure. and it's so interesting because i've been getting more into the you know doing more video content these days and i have this um this young lady who i call her my my video chop shop right so she oh, yeah. <laughs> so she chops up the videos she pulls out a blog article she pulls out of the audio for the podcast she pulls out you know like all of these things 
And it just occurred to me right now that those <laughs> MP3s, like I can put them in my podcast or I could save those MP3s and actually put them inside of the membership that I'm getting ready to create. The Yay. new one. Huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, another thing occurred to me too while, while we were talking there a minute ago, and that is that I, I recently when I've started asking my guests about coming on the podcast, mm -hmm. I've said, and would you also like to do, a, let's say, a 50-minute video interview mm -hmm. to put on my membership site? And so far, I've gotten a few that have said, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, so that's, and, it, and so it just speaks to like, you know, people who are like what you just said, like, you know, people who are doing these memberships, they're like, oh, I got to create ongoing content and da, 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 da. Then you, you, I think you have to like, think about all of the stuff that you already do, all the stuff that's on social media. People are like, well, why would I charge for something that's already on social media? Well, you got to get that everybody's joining, you know, people might be joining your groups new every day and the stuff gets pushed down and suppressed <laughs> yeah. and old and no people are never that so you can take that and repurpose it I think repurposing content is so undervalued and um, you know people want to be able to like find that stuff easily they're not people are not gonna just be always going and searching you know the exact thing that you put you did a Facebook live or a webinar on like five years ago you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying <laughs> well yeah I think it's true of just like it is of courses the same thing with a membership is that just the convenience factor mm -hmm. I mean you know someone's willing to pay whatever 30 50 100 dollars a month depending on what the thing is just to have access at their fingertips and, okay mm -hmm. I can go in there I can get this I don't have to search and try and sift through this blog post or find this video on YouTube mm -hmm. or what have you so I mean a lot of it's just convenience and yeah uh, and then the other half is just the quality of the content. So yeah, absolutely, you're ba you're basically feeding them the content that they want for that membership, and I think that's so that's that's the convenience factor. Yeah, absolutely. So so you know it's interesting because um, there is this you know there's a there's the starting out membership and then there's the conversion factor of membership, and so for those people out there who might be like, okay, well I'm I'm a coach or or I have these courses, um, how do I then convert to a membership? Um, what would you say in your experience? Well, I kind of lucked out, I think, in a way, uh, although I think I knew in the back of my mind, when I, when I chose my you know, platform for courses, mm -hmm. uh, I was looking at Kajabi, I was looking for Teachable, there's others. Well, it just so happened that Teachable had the ability to also bundle things into a membership. So, mm. you know, but I didn't purchase it initially for that reason. But anyway, Teachable is a very easy platform to use. And mm -hmm. you can use whatever you like. But, you know, for to me, it was worth the value, the cost and so forth. And so I had already put on four courses on there and then, you know, thought, okay, I think I do want to convert this to a membership. Well, they have a very easy mechanism to do that. And there's always workarounds, even if the if the platform itself doesn't isn't designed as a membership site. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's other sites that are actually better designed than Teachable, since it was originally chosen as a, more for courses, online courses. But mm -hmm. it worked out fine. So I ended up just taking the the four courses that were out there and I just bundled them into the membership. And so I don't do both. Mm -hmm. I don't have courses over here and a membership right. over here. So it's all together. Yeah, uh, if somebody you know, but see again, I have this three hundred ninety-seven dollar MSL course. Well, they can pay their low monthly fee. They can go through the whole course in a month mm -hmm. if they want and then drop back off. Not that I recommend that, mm -hmm. but I thought, well, that's going to be some added value, and at the same time, they can go through at their own pace and also access everything else. So well, mm -hmm. I, I think it's going to work out. 
Yeah. So, you know, platforms, um, I've heard a lot about Kajabi. I never have used Kajabi. Um, you use Teachable. I currently have, this is for my courses. I have Learn Worlds. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I feel like that it's okay in some senses and it does have a membership um, ability. Okay. But I'm actually thinking about switching over. Actually, I'm, I'm not thinking about, I'm actually in the process of switching over to Thinkific. Thinkific, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, a lot of my, my digital marketing um, friends have told me about Thinkific. They really like it because of that whole, it has the membership. It's the all-in-one marketing, just like Teachable is. And um, it's, it's the, but the one thing I like about Thinkific is that it has communities. So yeah. you can actually create um, community interaction on Thinkific and that's, then you can start to bring people off of the major social media platform on a Thinkific, right? So I know a lot of people like have the membership and they have like the Facebook group, like you said, and the, you know, da, da, da. but I think it's in, it's actually important to have, um, have people kind of come off the platform and be on your own platform and create your own community uh, inside of that membership. Well, you know, the term membership, it sort of implies being able to relate to one another, not mm-hmm. just the, the, the professor, you know, the owner, the producer of the, of the courses, let's say. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I don't think that Teachable has that functionality. It has, you can do emails amongst everybody, you know, mm-hmm. routinely and, and easily, but I think that I've heard of others who have to have like a Facebook, you know, right. membership that they have to set up separately or whatever, you know, just a Facebook group, probably a closed group or something. So I've, I've known others that have used Thinkific and I think they've liked it a lot. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. We'll have to see how that goes. Yeah. So let's talk about um, what, so you talked about some of the downs, one of the downsides of membership and um, one of the downsides that can happen is you have you have to be aware of the monthly recurring revenue and that you will have people drop off from time to time right which is to your point why i think it's important to continue to promote it and be adding membership because over time people will they'll transition out they'll say oh you know what i've gotten what i need from this and they'll cancel the membership you know like that sort of thing and so i think that's one of the if you should say downsides that's one of the things you have to be aware of is that you, you're not going to just build membership and then everybody's going to be there for life. Right, you know, right. people are going to like drop off and you might have sometimes two or three drop off. And then you can always ask why and see if there's, you know, gather feedback from that and see if there's something that you could add that could even bring them back on. But just being right. aware of that there is, even though there's consistency inside the membership, there's also a little bit of fluctuation from that standpoint. Um, I know just as an, you know, like having my, the mastermind, it's an unusual, I call it membership, but it's kind of an unusual um, type of membership because it really is group coaching. That's, right. that's a month that's spread out over the year. It's monthly, but it's monthly recurring revenue. Um, you know, even inside of something like that, people will have life, life stuff come up and they'll say, okay, I need to, I, you know, I, I don't want to quit the program. I want to pause the program. Or like maybe they say, oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to come out of the program. And you, you, you know, you have to like deal with that. And when right. you have masterminds, which is a little bit more higher, um, you know, higher value monthly payments, it actually can have a more of a major impact on the revenue than when you have sort of a mid-range priced membership that you're growing 
um, you know, you have a lot of members there. One member doesn't make as much of a difference as it does if you have more of like a high value membership. Well, that kind of, to me, brings up this issue as a business owner, right? So now you have to balance everything. And you, you, you're, I think there's some assumption in what you said in terms of losing people is that, you know, they're leaving for the right reasons. But the, the wrong reason would be because you're not meeting their needs or you're not paying attention to them. You mm-hmm. know, it's like any business, right? They say it's much more cost effective and time effective to keep the customers you have mm-hmm. than to look for new customers. But mm-hmm. obviously, there's going to be some turnover. So it's like, how do you split your time between, okay, let's continue to engage with the ones that are here, meet their needs to the extent possible. Some are still going to leave and then also go ahead and do some kind of ongoing marketing and, you know, uh, promotion and getting new people coming in. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I don't have the answer to that at all. I'm trying to plan ahead and think how that's going to look as, you know, I get further down this journey. Well, I mean, that's one thing I love about what you did. You know, you recently um, had had your launch and the webinar and that sort of thing. And what you talked about is getting that feedback. And I think when you have those feedback campaigns, you know, like, what is it that you like? What is it you want more of? Then you can actually give your members more of what they want. And I think that's sort of like the evaluation process that we must go through um, in general as business owners, as entrepreneurs, is look at, okay, well, what is it that you like? What is it that you don't like? What is it that... um, could be improved or you'd like to see in the future added in. Um, Mm -hmm. I can tell you for sure, like during this mastermind process for me, one of the things that (laughs) was, has been a thorn in my side is the whole online course platform situation. So I had one online course platform and then it was like tweaky and not working. And um, I got a lot of complaints. And so I I listened and that's, that's why I went over to learn worlds, which from a user standpoint has been better, but from a backend standpoint has been a pain in the ass. And so that's why I'm now looking at Thinkific, like, okay, you know, cause from, from what I've heard from my colleagues and I've read reviews, read online, it's, it's very reasonably priced, but also it is both friendly on the front end and the back end. So, you know, there's like, I think that evaluation process that we're constantly going through to make sure that we are appropriately serving our members, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I do want to say one thing about webinars. You know, I had never really done a a webinar per se as a marketing tool. I mean, I'd done some free zoom meetings and things with people. Yeah. But, uh, that was awesome. (laughs) You were awesome. It was fantastic. You know, you know, the, the, the automation is out there now and it makes it Mm -hmm. relatively easy, but, um, you know, I just went through my presentation and I just had so many people interested in coming. I mean, I was just amazed. I had like a hundred people that want to just come and learn yeah. about non-clinical careers, which, you know, I've been working with the Facebook group for years, but it's, I know they're out there, they're right. out there but you know, wow, they, they were really, they had questions. So that I, anyone who maybe hasn't done a webinar as part of whatever marketing, whatever they're selling or producing, it's definitely worth doing. And I'm thinking it needs to be like a regular part of the whole process since we're talking absolutely. about getting new people in. Yes, absolutely. Because I think people want to get to know you. The webinar allows you people to get to know you, get to know your personality, get to feel your passion. And you're also providing them with a little information. Now, I will say about the webinar, because I teach this inside of my mastermind, you got to do the webinar the right way. You got to, it's like, some, the, 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 and we could have a whole other conversation on this, but right. you have to, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not just an informational webinar, 
it is a sales webinar. As much as people hate to admit it, it's a sales webinar. So you do give some information because you want to provide value. And at the same time, the purpose of the webinar is obviously to like let people know like, hey, I've got an offer and this right. offer is going to continue to provide the value that I provided on this webinar. And so, so I have used webinars for years and mm -hmm. I love doing them. They are very effective, a very effective way to launch. And you actually were phenomenal on your webinar. I was there. I, I loved it. And you definitely have produced results from that webinar. And you have to have follow-up after that webinar. You have to have, you know, um, a replay email go out. You have to have right. a campaign that are like start continues to remind people, hey, yeah, remember on the webinar I said there was this offer? So there's a whole conversation around, you know, what happens after that and building up that membership is to continue that consistency. As much consistency as the membership gives you, you have to kind of put that in at the beginning before the snowball gets big enough to just roll on its own. Yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking, you know, I'm just looking forward to doing more and getting better at it. You know, I was mm -hmm. listening to one of my early podcasts today. Mm -hmm. I was like, who is that? <laughs> you know, and I, I, mean, I feel pretty comfortable with podcasts now. People are like, oh, you know, you sound natural, whatever, because mm -hmm. I've done so many. Well, it's the same thing with the right. webinar. I mean, yeah. I know, I mean, it, I think it, we got through it okay. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I could see how doing that five, 10, 15 times, mm -hmm. then it just becomes so natural and, you know, it, it's so much more effective, I guess. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so let's talk a little bit about price and then we'll start to move on. So, like, in terms of, Pricing, I think there are like just so many ways to price a membership, right? Um, depending on what, you, what you're offering. And, and one of the things I think I see a lot of happening these days is the fight towards the lowest price membership. <laughs> but the problem with that is number one, you devalue what you actually offer. And number two, if you have to get a gazillion members to actually make a, you know, a- right revenue like a, a decent um revenue stream so you know talk about like the the pricing like how you thought about the pricing and um you know like just the value of what you're you're actually offering yeah value i mean it's so subjective to begin with but i do know i have learned from other businesses i've learned from my wife's business and from my practice that mm -hmm. There's no point in valuing and pricing things too low. You're better off having fewer customers that are right. engaged at a higher price in most anything mm -hmm. than, you know, trying to get and go for the lowest common denominator or, you know, being a commodity. So mm -hmm. now, but where that is, you know, I think I'm just kind of experimenting with it at this point. Um, but I kind of think, you know, as a physician, you know, what do physicians think and that? So, so I don't know. I think it needs to be something that's, you know, in a middle of the range, you know, somewhere, you know, it could be a wide range between 10 and a hundred dollars or something in there monthly. Mm -hmm. I think it's been shown repeatedly that you get a certain percentage that if you give them a discounted yearly membership, they'll go at it. And then Absolutely. you, you know, the bird in the hand is worth, you know, two in the bush. Mm -hmm. And I mean, honestly, cause if the average turnover was, let's say five, six months, let's say, or, maybe mm -hmm. a certain percent. Well, if you've got a year paid in advance, you're ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I did. Um, and then, you know, with the launch people, some people actually do like a week free to get a man, get their credit card and so on. I, I don't think most people are selling a decent membership do the, the freebie unless mm -hmm. 
I don't know what circumstances. So, so yeah. So, you know, the way I approached it too was giving a discount to the founders, you know, since it was a new thing mm-hmm. and that was, it was not a percentage discount, it was a dollar discount, but it was like basically about 50% off. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to go to the $79 per month, which will be the standard for a while. But then the plan already is on the long-term plan to bump it up to 99 a month mm-hmm. once it's a little more mature. Yeah. And, and I think that it's, I think that's the thing that we have to also get as um, business owners, entrepreneurs, that it's okay to raise the prices. Because especially like when you're continuing to add value, continuing to add value after so much, after so so long, you've got so much stuff in there that it's really, you have to raise the price. And so I think it's important that especially as physicians, especially um, as you know, that we as entrepreneurs, that we get the value and you're right. Value is perceived value is um, subjective. But, But when you think about value, think about, the back end of the transformation. So that's usually how I determine yeah. price and value is it's what is it worth for a physician to be fulfilled in their career? What does that give them? It gives them time back, right? It gives them, you know, peace of mind, time with their kids, time with their spouse, you know, like that kind of thing. They get to reconnect to the things that they love to do again, right? They, they are not no longer under the thumb of, an organization that they do not like, or maybe they have a better working environment, more collegial work environment. Maybe they have more autonomy, right? So, you know, like some of the, the things in your membership, medical director and, you know, physician liaison, and, or maybe they rise in leadership and they feel more accomplished. You know, you've got, you've got, you're, you're adding some of that in there as well. So, you know, I think that when we look at value, um, valuing our programs in general, we have to look at what is the end transformation and what's that worth? And then I think when you start to communicate that to the people, then you can get a higher perceived value and you can um, raise the prices a little bit more. So I think that's very, very important for us to recognize for people, especially who our value has been determined for us. <laughs> yeah, right. And we've been undervalued for a very long time. Yeah, and we often undervalue ourselves. I think though there's also that sort of, it builds on itself in the sense that once you have as a membership producer, um, you know, some success from your students or your members, then you have, you know, the, the evidence that, okay, well now this person has just got a $200,000 job doing something they love. Mm -hmm. Okay. Obviously, you know, spending a hundred dollars a month on on something like that is, is a steal. Right. Exactly. Do the same thing, you know? So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, but it's nice to have that that uh, evidence, right? That uh, that demonstrated value that someone's gone through it. So that's what I have to work towards right now, since I'm in the beginning stages of you know getting those success stories. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess so. And I would say that John, what you do not recognize about yourself is that you've been in this game a long time, longer than you realize. So you've already produced that value inside of the group. And inside of your podcast, people have taken the value from the podcast and gone and done these things already. People have taken the value from the group that you've provided um, with the podcast and even just with the community and have gone and done other things. So I just want to say to you that you have actually already um, created that proof, which is why people are flocking now to your membership. Speaking of which, talk to me, talk to us a little bit about the membership how you can join. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about that before we get ready to close. 
Okay, so the membership, and so it's the Non-Clinical Career Academy, which can be found at nonclinicalcareeracademy.com. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go there, you actually just, you can just join the site for no fee. You just so that you're sort of a member of the site, but you're to get to be a member of the Academy and the top left of that opening screen is the parent that has all the other uh, courses in it. So you actually have to join that by just clicking. Well, you, you get to click it and then read about it and learn about it. And then if you want to join, that's where you would join. Just join it. <laughs> just join it. Just join it. I mean, you, know. you, you so, already, you guys know, John, you know, he's the man, you know, yeah. he's got the goods. Just join the damn thing. So the <laughs> membership happens to be, like I mentioned earlier, a little bit kind of offhand was it's $79 per month. Mm -hmm. However, I think we should uh, use some kind of discount for people only that listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so and it's pretty easy and teachable to do that. So, so I think we're going to do the uh, $30 off per month using the next level coupon code, just next Yay! level. Next level, y'all. So <laughs> remember that. Um, if not, if you don't remember, then just go for the $79, but you'll get a lot in there. I mean, you've got some full, you know, huge courses, and then there's a lot of overviews of different things and then mm -hmm. some practical. And like I said, I'm just going in this week and putting in some uh, audio files, the audio recordings from a bunch of guests that I've spoken to. I've, and I've actually edited them down to like the core value of what's in there. And, uh, and it's just going to be more and more content over time. So um, I would recommend that we, yeah with everybody absolutely so all of these yeah the links will be in the show notes y'all um including the next level um for those of you who listen to the podcast for all of you guys who listen to the podcast right. you get the next level discount and um certainly uh i think that this is an amazing membership for you all who are going into non-clinical i get so many clients who are like i want to go into non-clinical that's not my area of expertise i always want to send them to John. And John's like, well, I'm not a coach. Well, now John has a membership. So, right. Right. so I think this is an amazing opportunity for those of you who are not necessarily wanting to be entrepreneurs, but wanting to go into the non-clinical realm, wanting to rise in leadership in your organization to um, join this membership and start to look at, start to see all of these courses and, and um, uh, content that John has available. So John, thank you so much for coming on again and just having this conversation about membership. Cause I think it's, uh, we have never had this conversation before. And I think it's a very yeah. valuable yeah. entrepreneurial um, pathway for docs to go down. And I think that you provide a very valuable um, platform as well. Well, it's been my pleasure. I always enjoy coming and talking to you, Maisha. And uh, it's always fun and exciting because there's always things going on for both of us, right? We're just absolutely always something new always something new always something new so give them the website one more time tell them about your podcast real quick and then we will close it out okay in reverse order the podcast is physician non-clinical careers podcast mm -hmm. and you can get it any you know find it in your smartphone any kind of uh podcast app and i'm coming up on about 130 episodes now or interviews well not all interviews okay then the nonclinicalcareeracademy.com, that's the membership site. Mm -hmm. Go in there, look around, see if it's something that might interest you and use that next level coupon code and sign up today. Don't wait, because I might today. cancel that code pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> today, today. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right, y'all, we'll put all of this in the show notes. Thanks again, John. You all heard him. 
This is Dr. John Jerica, Next Level, uh, Next Level, haha, <laughs> ClinicalCareerAcademy.com. And he is a Next Level Doc, no doubt. Um, so we will um, put all of this in the show notes and we will see you on the next podcast. Of course, you guys know if y'all want to get in touch with me, y'all know how to do it, drmaisha.com. But you guys really need to go over and check out Non-Clinical Career Academy right now. All right, so we'll see you on the next podcast, y'all. Thank you for listening once again. Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode of Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as the rest. Remember to go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time a new episode is released. It is you as our listener who help our podcast to grow. So if you like this podcast, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you are inspired, we'd really appreciate it if you'd write a quick review and share it with five of your friends. We want to continue to expand our reach and bring this transformation to all of those doctors and medical professionals out there who are still seeking more autonomy, more freedom, more expression and purpose in their careers and lives. Finally, if you want to learn more about how I can help you as a doctor or medical professional transform your mindset, leverage your skill set, and create a profitable business and career you love by your design, please check out my website, www.drmaisha.com. That's D R M A I Y S H A.com. On my website, you can access one of my three free masterclasses to get you started on your journey to the next level. Have a wonderful rest of the day and an amazing rest of the week, y'all. And keep your head up looking to the next level. Namaste.